The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of our podcast, Moving the Needle. I am Pastor Sebron O. Johnson. Glad to be here with you. My partner in crime, Dr. Miller, won't be here today um, because I'm the alpha and he's the omega. I think he wanted to go out and try to find some black and gold gear just to play hot, pay homage to me. So while he's out looking, we're going to go on with the podcast. We have an exciting show uh, today, and I'm, I'm grateful to have uh, two new partners in crime to kind of help me deal with these things. We have today, we have Miss uh, Terry Owens, who's here to talk with us. She has a child that's in a charter school. And we have Miss LaQuisha Bridges, who have two children in charter schools. Both of them experienced moms, single mothers, doing the doggone thing. Hey. And they are fighting for their children right now. Every time we have an episode here at Moving the Needle, we try to do the what, the so what, and the now what. The what. What is it? that makes some parents choose charter schools. So what? Why is that important to us? Why do we need to discuss this topic at all? And then the now what? What do we do with the information we're going to learn by the end of this show? So we're going to, we're going to start with, with the what. And so right now, Sister LaQuisha Bridges, hey. so grateful that you're here today. Um, if I can tell everybody, uh, Ms. Bridges, she actually has uh, three children, um, one out of school, two stu- still in school, uh, a younger son that's in Renaissance Academy Charter School, and a daughter that's a new new person to the charter school, um, this particular charter school. And so she's now at Academy of Health Sciences. And so she is going to talk a little bit about that. And then we have Miss um, Terry Owens, whose son is in Virtus Charter School. So Miss um, Bridges, talk to me a little bit. Um, what do you see? As the reason that you have your uh, daughter, I'm sorry, your your daughter and your son in charter schools today. Why did you choose charter schools? Initially, when I got the information about Renaissance Academy being a uh, school of the arts, my entire family is artsy. From musicians to singers, we uh, that's what we do. So when I got the information that this was an art school, I said, okay, this will add to what we already do in church, what we do at home. And so they, they'll be well-rounded educationally. So that helped me to choose uh, that school. What are the strengths of your daughter, um, and, and why, why did she choose Renaissance initially? Uh, so, well, <laughs> Shyla currently... Um, and even before, as you were saying, initially, she can sing. She has rhythm. She can dance. But she can also annotate. That's what she, one of the things, that's her one of her strengths academically. If you want an annotator, call Shyla. Mm. If mm. you want someone to advocate for you, even in school, she also was a um, student, student advocate. Um, and she would help them to solve problems. And so was I in school. So I'm saying, all right, you've got an opportunity to kind of do what your mom did. So that was another reason that helped me to. So she was an artsy kind of, is an artsy kind of person, and you chose uh, a school that has a kind of an arts curriculum. But but what about the the, the English and the math and the science? <laughs> do, 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 is she still learning as well? Yes, she is. Now, she excelled in all of the classes. And that was one of the things, again, so like the style of teaching, 
at Renaissance, they teach off of each other. The teachers kind of roll together. If you're on one subject, they're all on that same subject. And so it gives you an opportunity. to It won't go out of your mind. Okay. Not easily because of uh, it's constant and consistent within that class. Gotcha, that integrated curriculum that they have. Yes. I love it. Now, what about your younger son? Why, why did you choose a, a charter for him? The, the same reason. I saw the academic excellence and the growth, um, great relationships with the, the faculty there, um, which was important because they were able to identify where some strengths were right. for her and for uh, PJ yeah. and where we needed to work a little bit better. And we partnered to make sure that they became successful in that or they passed that grade. Gotcha. Um, Ms. Owens, I'm going to ask you a few questions about this. Talk, talk to me for a minute. You, you, you have um, three other uh, children besides uh, your son that's in Virtus. Um, what, what schools do they attend? My oldest is an educator in the state of Florida. My oldest daughter is a licensed master esthetician. And uh, my youngest daughter is just graduated from Brockport um, in psychology. Did they all go to, go to schools here in Rochester? Uh, just the younger daughter and the baby boy. Okay, so the two youngest, they went to schools here. Yes. One went to a district school, and now your son goes to a charter school. Yes. What, what have you noticed in terms of him being uh, in a charter school uh, just when he gets home? What, what have you noticed about him? Number one, he has changed. He's talking more. He's um, into sports. He's doing more than just <laughs> what he normally likes to do. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that his words have become more clear. His um, outlook on life yeah. is just, it's just wowing me each and every day the more he talks to me. Let me ask you something. Um, just as, as a mother, why do you think it is that everyone is just not tearing down doors and picketing and marching in the streets for better education? I mean, I, everyone loves their kids. Why, why do you think it is that we're not making that a bigger issue? Why, why, why isn't everyone mad? I remember talking to you about your son. And you were like, whatever I have to do, if I have to send him to school in Europe, I'll send him to Europe. But we're yes. going to do something and we're going to make something happen. Why does not everyone feel that same passion, in your opinion? I don't know um, what motivates them. But for me, I don't like to see um, a lot of wrong things happening. And I believe that every parent should get involved in their child's education. Yeah. It's very important because if the child knows that their parents are standing beside them, they will do the best that they can. Right. Now, okay, so let's talk about this. Ms. Bridges, you, 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 you've been known to, to have a few, few jobs. You do a lot of things. <laughs> you're, you're in the community. You are busy. You, you're just doing things mm -hmm. night and day, day and night. So you don't, you don't buy the excuse that there's just no time right. to do this with parents because, because you're a busy woman. Yeah. So, so what makes you keep fighting? What makes you say, I'm tired today, I have no energy today, but doggone, I'm going to fight another day? Um, besides love, being mm. first, commitment as a parent, as a mother, because I made sure that I was educated so that my kids can eat, we can have a house. I've got a good job. So I want to um, make sure that I'm supporting them, looking at the big picture, the end. So we start here and we go through the process. 
Okay. You, and what, what, what's that process look like? The process looks like uh, remaining in school. And again, as I was saying, partnering with, partnering with the faculty so that I can know what they're teaching yeah. so that I can make sure that I'm also in that same lesson Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, the same yeah. lesson space. And we're talking about it. We are reviewing it. I'm talking with my children to see what their challenges are yeah. as well. And also um, what their strengths are. And we look at that. You 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 went through something interesting. I hope you can share with with me how you wrote your decision. Um, you your your daughter was at Renaissance and you had her at Renaissance because of her love for the arts and their integrated arts curriculum. And so there was a perfect match. Mm-hmm. But then the grades ran out. Mm-hmm. She, she graduated. And when you look in the charter world, there's not much else after Renaissance um, Academy for people who really want an, art, who want an arts-related curriculum. But the district does have one. I know that had to be gut-wrenching to figure out what do I do. Tell right. me about that process. Oh, it, it definitely was because she kept saying, I'm an arts person. Why am I going to health and science? Now, when she was younger, she had mentioned that she wanted to be a doctor. Mm. But now she's so artsy, she's kind of given that up. So I talked with her and walked her through to tell her that I wanted her to be well-rounded. I initially, when I was a child, I wanted to be a firefighter. But today I'm a social worker. So you, sometimes you, th- you go through this through life, your experiences. And so I was able to share that with her. Um, it's still not her favorite, but I'm encouraging her all the time, Shyla, open up your mind so that you're not just stuck in thinking that you're going to be a dancer or a singer. I want you to also have some health and science education as well. You mothered her. I did. You said, listen, I'm going to help you to make the right decisions. Right. It's not always about what makes you feel good all the time, but I want to make sure you have some great options later in life. Absolutely. I love that. Let me let me ask you this, um, Ms. Owens, as, as we start looking at this and the things that that we can do and where we go. Um, looking at your son and what's happening with him um, in Virtus, just just tell me for a second. There's a couple of questions, but tell me for a second. When you close your eyes and think about him graduating for a few years, uh, what do you envision for him? I envision him. Um, previously, Byron was just a person that loved to play games. Since being in, in charter, I noticed a lot of change in him. His grades are great. Um, he gets up every morning looking forward to go to school. He he initially said he wanted to be someone that would um, make money by doing all these things on the computer um, through the game system. Yeah. And so when he got into charter, he got into sports. Now I hear, oh, I want to be a, a physical therapist mm. in the sports medicine department. And... I'm just still in awe in everything that I see and what I um, what he is experiencing in the charter um, genre. Um, I think that uh, being in that school has done fantastic for him. Um, As I stated earlier, it feels like family. Um, I know that I can be at peace when he leaves and goes to school. He's in a class where they notice if there's any issues or any problems that they they rectify them right then and there. Um, I love Virtus. I love him being there. His words now is, I kind of like school. (laughs) (laughs) So That's good. Going from I hate school to I kind of like school. That's all right. So I'm going to ask both of you this and I'll start with you, Ms. Owens. But 
Um, it's it's been there's been a number of myths that were put out there about charter schools, and one of the myths that that I heard repeatedly was that of course charter schools um, do better. They they look in the, at the district and they pick just the best of the best students. They pick the ones that have the best grades and everything is great. Their everything is already intact. Um, the the parents know everything. They've all been to college. Everything is great. So they they pick the best of the best, and so that's why they succeed. Um, when you were looking for a school for your son, um, was it because of his test scores that they that they took him? Um, was was there some testing that got you into Virtus? How, how does that process work? For me, Byron did not have the best scores. Um, he had a lot of absentee. Um, his test scores were low. Um, his grades were low. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knew that I had to do something because I loved my child mm-hmm. and I wanted him to succeed in life um, as his three siblings have. And I kept um, educating myself with what is best for him and what's going to be um, gracious for me. And so I I educated myself with everything that charter has to offer and i found a school that works um for him byron is in that charter school and it's for all males um i needed him away from everything and everybody that was causing any issues or problems for him and so i just um virtus was the one that that would give him what he needed and what i needed um, and it was not a hard process at all. You just have to educate yourself. You can find out um, through um, word of mouth or um, looking online at go good to goodschoolsrock.org. Schools Rock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, find a school that, that will give you what you need for your child that is best for you and the child. It's kind of amazing um, sitting here at this point and listening to you talk about it and advocate um, for your children and for education. I recall while some years ago now having a conversation with you and um, I was doing some work with the education trust and I said you know what I think you're gonna you'll do a great job uh, being one of the parent mentors and I think your eyes crossed and you looked at me (laughs) why would I do this and where did that come from but I think it's amazing that there's a divine plan for everybody and you being a part of parent mentors really help pre- prepare you and pave the way for you actually being a mentor in this space and be able to say the Absolutely. things you say and to do your homework. You didn't just throw a dart at a dartboard and say, I'll take this school. You actually did your homework yes, and I you did. came up with a school that seems to be working for you. Um, I'm going to ask Miss um, Bridges this question and um, because we have to deal with the stark reality of things. We may mention a second ago about when your daughter um, when she uh, reached her final grade in an arts curriculum and she had to choose, do or you as a parent had to choose, do I stay in the charter school sector or do I leave it to find another school that has um, specialties in, in arts and you decided to stay in the, in the charter uh, school spec, uh, sector. Um, there are some concerns because uh, despite what it may look like, there are limited seats. Mm-hmm. And um, although charter schools have over 8,000 uh, students right now, um, that, that's, that's not enough seats to cover um, all the, the kids that may want 
to be in a charter school. Uh, we received 15,000 applications this year. Um, there's just not enough seats. And in particular, and, I, and you have a unique, uh, you'll be able to give me a unique perspective on this. Um, one of the particular problems is once you hit ninth grade, there are precious few options for our young ladies. And so tell me about your worries when it gets to that point. Do you think um, that there may be a district school that works? Do you may go a private school option? Do you think we have to do a lot more uh, lobbying and advocating for more charter school seats um, for, for people like your daughter? Tell me about your thought process there. I, I have, a, have two thoughts on that because I've actually been thinking about that recently. Um, my oldest went to private school until COVID hit, and then he ended up going to a charter school. Um, and so she has always wanted to follow in her brother's steps is to go to the same private school that he went to, Christian school. And so I'm, I'm still wavering in that. Um, that's my real reality because we've talked about it. But on the other hand, um, charter schools have worked so well for my children. It would be good to advocate for more seats for uh, young women's uh, high schools, the ninth through the 12th, or more, just more seats for children. Uh, and how do we do that? Right. How do we do that? And, we, and we, we definitely would have to have more seats. I know we have young women's college prep out there uh, that's specializing uh, young ladies uh, with a college emphasis. And Rochester Academy Charter School is doing some great things. Their K-12 through program. Uh, Eugenio Media, the hostess charter school. Uh, that uh, they have both Spanish and English speaking curriculum. And so there's an option, but I've only named three. Right. So there, there, there are some problems and, and those kinds of things, I think it keeps me up at night. And I think I've said consistently that my, my, my wish is not simply that every child be in a charter school, but I just want every child to be in a good school. Yes. And so talk to me a little bit about, if you, if you would, your concerns as, as mothers, I'm going to start with you, uh, Ms. Owens, then we'll go. But your, 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 your concerns as mothers, what happens um, if your child gets to college but doesn't have the education to graduate college? Now, you, you, you've experienced the successes of that. Yes. But, but what's the concerns of if, if they're not prepared, if the high school that they choose does not adequately prepare them for post-secondary education? I hate to say it, but it seems like they could end up like the situation that happened last night. Wow. Um, the stolen me, car and the six boys. The, the, the yes. stolen car with the, with the six boys, yes. Um, education is priority. It's number one, and it should be number one in all of the children's lives. Yeah. Um, for them to go on to college and not prepare um, it's it's going to be a real hardship. Yeah. Um, I believe that if parents just take just a minute time out of their schedules to educate themselves with the children, um, get to know them on a on a what they need on an educational level, that um, school will be successful for them and they will go on to college and become the greatest. Um, for me, I kept praying and I kept pushing and I prayed and I 
allowed my children to choose what they wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I also became number one, their number one advocate in their education. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so tell me the same, same thing. Um, Sister Bridges, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what are your concerns uh, and the priorities about them getting a good education to be able to go on and master the, the rigors of college? And when you, when you answer that, put a little bit in there, too, about what you think about the relationship, the importance of the relationship between the parent and the teacher. Absolutely. That is my main thing right there is my mother did the best that she could. Yeah. Um, and so it helped me to parent my children in this day and time a little bit differently. And again, with me, I'm absolutely in communication, partnering with the teachers respectfully so that my kids can get the best um, the best from their teacher, whatever they have. Now, when I went to college, I was not prepared. Mm -hmm. I went because I knew I needed to go. I picked a major. I picked criminal justice because I initially thought I wanted to be a cop. And so I just picked something because um, women didn't do it. There weren't a lot of female officers. So I'm saying, well, let me just do something. So when I started learning, I really wasn't prepared for college. Mm -hmm. And so with for my my children, it's 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 a little bit scary, but I will be there with them every step of the way that I can be to support them and to guide them as well so that they are prepared remembering where I needed some preparation at. Sure. It's, it's, it's just a, a new world. And I think sometimes we get caught up because we all have the stories of when I was young <laughs> and what I used to do when I was little. Yeah. And, oh, we can just go back to that. But, but those days are never coming back again. It, there is, it's, it's a new day. Ms. Um, um, Orange made, made mention of the event of, of yesterday when six uh, kids from 12 to 17 years old uh, stole a car and were chased through the city by police officers who have guns, who know how to shoot guns, and they use the, the mat to throw out, to flatten the tires to catch the, the young boys. Um, and that could be the reality of so many people. And I'm just not understanding, and I'm going to go back to where we started this, where, where the outrage is missing um, we, we read the stats and it's reported that in Rochester, across the schools, if you look at their grades, their proficiencies show this, that when it comes to ELA, that only 8% were proficient on, on grade. 8% yeah, of very all. Very low. When it comes to mathematics, all of our babies through the city of Rochester, 2%. Proficient. Now, that doesn't get on my nerves until I think about 98% of them right. mm -hmm. are not, on, not on, on par of doing grade level math. Right. And, and, and that to me is an, is an absolute outrage. And I'm just wondering, what is it going to take to make us say enough is enough because we're going to keep this system of generational poverty, generational drug use, generational unemployment, ge generational mental abuse and mental health issues if we don't do something about the educational system and educational options for our children. And I'm just wondering, where are all the people? I, I, I don't see them marching. I don't see them upset. I don't see them just saying we're going to do something. And we're not going to be quiet until something changes. And so as parents, what can we do? 
What can, not, not for your children, for our children. Talk to me, what can be done differently? Connecting with other parents, connecting with other parents, I would say, to um, encourage them and to try to build some relationship with other parents. What I see in our community, a lot of the parents are not educated as well and did not have maybe some support of people to push them. And so they don't look at it as as important. Mm-hmm. They're kind of, you know, we're working, we're making it, we're just making it. And so one of those things could be is to partner with just friends and associates to share that there is a better way. Wow. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. And as I learned while I um, was in this program that uh, Pastor um, Johnson spoke of earlier, um, as a parent advocate, um, I think that it's important that we all come together um, and, as Ms. Bridges said, to educate all of the all of the parents mm-hmm. um, by, you know, maybe getting everybody together, doing a walk through the city, um, getting on a, a football field, one of these open fields that they have, um, and just educating everyone, um, sending out flyers, um, just getting people acclimated and, and educate them to what is important okay. and the importance of education. I got you. So sometimes there are things that block kids from getting a good education um, because there's certain disturbances within a classroom. I'm about to put you all on the spot now. Oh, oh boy, here, here it comes. <laughs> both of y'all going to hate me. Some folks listening going to hate uh-oh, me. Uh-oh, but uh-oh. but it, the question has to be asked, okay. and I just want your honest opinion. Um, your child is in a classroom, and most of the class is trying to listen, mm-hmm. trying to learn. But there are some students mm-hmm. that are just major disturbances. There, there are some students that, that consistently cause the class to go off track. And I don't mean uh, throwing, throwing a wad of paper. I, I, don't, I don't mean cracking a joke and snickering. I'm saying, what do you do when there's only a few children that, that are they just bad? I mean, they brought that knife to school. They 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 bad. They got a gun in their locker. They 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 bad. They they threatened and beat your child up for the fourth time this week. Soon as class ends, they bad. They're gonna tell their parents how to come and deal with this teacher who don't seem to respect them enough. They are bad. The length of this time is cutting in with their drug money. They're they're bad. Now, what happens when you have certain small segments? That disturb the entire class. What's most What's most productive? Do Do you remove them from the classroom and engage in some restorative practices and return them back to the classroom? Do you Do you work and advocate for schools that can deal with wayward youth so that the others can learn? Um, is that giving up? Is that saving the ones who are there to learn? What What, what say you? <laughs> what say you, Miss? Oh, don't get quiet now. <laughs> oh, you, it's out there. Don't Don't get quiet what now. Say, what say you? What say you? Wow. Um, for me, I would go to the school, talk with the principal, mm-hmm. let them know that um, there needs to be some changes. Mm-hmm. And I would. What do you want to have happen to that bad boy, though? And number, his friends. Number one, he has to. 
<laughs> oh, don't get shy now. You, your parents. He needs what you, to. <laughs> he needs I to want be, you all to tell tell the people what y'all tell me. What do you want to have? <laughs> he needs to be set aside uh, and call his parents uh, and give them some some lectures and education and let them know that if this if this student continues that he has to go out. Um, he has to has to be you know taken from school and put somewhere where he can be educated in a different setting. I, I love that. And you are just such a wonderful mother and role model. And, and I just love everything about how you have an outlook on life. I happen to know that, that Miss, Miss Bridges is just a little bit different. I mean, that I think that sometimes she carries what we call some act right in her purse. And I just want to know I got what bit. you say should happen when they cut up like that in class I and do, your kid can't learn. I do have a little bit of act right in my act purse, right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you had mentioned, the restorative practices, they do have that in schools now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know in my children's school. Um, although it's charter and they have great grades, they still have some issues. Sure. Now, the social worker in me automatically, almost instantly, is saying, we need, let's connect with the parents to see what the underlining issue is mm-hmm. um, and how can we help the family as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because just because he's waking up today, something happened that's triggering this behavior. Mm-hmm. So how can we almost help, really help the whole family so that this child can learn? But initially in the moment, Somebody come and get him. Somebody come and get him. Come and get him. him Come and get her. Come and get her. Take her to the calm down room or however you want to say it, because there's something that's going on. We're going to we're going to wrestle with this next time, because, um, again, we go back in the day uh, that used to be a fear. Uh, I'm going to talk with your parents on this. I'm going to get this thing straight. But many teachers will tell you um, in in their their situations now, um, they don't want to call the parents because of what might happen when they do talk to the parents. And that too, the yeah. Say, the parents are worse, Pastor we, Johnson. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Now listen, I, I brought this up with, with Paul Miller, and I'm bringing this up with you all. I want to know if you would support this. If we had uh, a, a, a school choice march, um, a, a better education march, um, a moving the needle march sometime in the warmer months of, of 2024, would you all work with us? Would you all do your best to get parents out there? Maybe we all get some T-shirts and we go down the center of Main Street and we tell the entire city that we won't stop until we get better. Are you guys signing on for that? I'll sign up. You sign up? Sign me up. Put me oh, on the roll. Okay. okay, sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. I would do everything humanly possible to help that situation. I would march. I would hand out flyers. I will talk. I will do whatever it takes. Well, I think we need to start making some noise, and we're going to do just that. Um, I don't Woo-hoo. know. I, I told everybody that I, that I was tired today, and I think some of us, I'm just tired of this situation, tired of having these same conversations, tired of these same robberies, tired of the same kids not making it in this world, tired of seeing kids graduate one year and come home from college the next year. I'm just tired of this and I want better for our beautiful babies they can do better we expect better and I won't give up on them I got two ladies here that said they're not giving up either so I just ask you all to stay stay in this fight with us next week we'll be back Dr. Miller will be back with us we are having another great episode next week of Moving the Needle goodbye everybody Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Provided by Vision Automotive.